Hi, everyone. Happy Easter. Welcome to another episode of Heart of Purpose podcast. I am working on the Jesus Is series, and today is such a beautiful day of resurrection. Oh, yeah. Jesus rose from the dead, and that is why we celebrate. Um, I know I have a terrible singing voice, but you know what? I don't care because I am celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Shepherd, the Vine, and our Savior, and everything else that I discussed in this series. Um, Hopefully you were able to catch all of the other series before this one, but if not, welcome and happy Easter Sunday. We are going to dive into the resurrection of Jesus And what that means for us, you know, what gift he gave, you know, he not only died on the cross for our sins, but he brings us the, another beautiful gift in the Holy Spirit so that we may live in peace. We may live in the gifts of God. It's the gift of God. Jesus was the gift of God. And now the Holy Spirit is the gift of God. But we're going to go back to the resurrection and when Mary finds the tomb, and when Peter and the other disciple uh, find the tomb empty. So let's visit. It's John chapter 20. And I kind of, I would love to just read through it. You know, I think sometimes it's just so important to read through scripture to really visualize what is happening during this time and really what the people you know, that find the tomb empty and his other disciples, kind of what their mindset is and kind of how, you know, we can really relate to that. So here we go. Chapter 20. Now the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together and the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb, and he saw the linen cloths lying there and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the, then the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, Teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. So real quick, um, what a beautiful picture and how lovely to be Mary, you know, to really be there at the tomb. And, you know, I 
I talked about, we've been talking about this in our little Bible study with my friends, and it's just so cool how God uses people to kind of relay a message. Like Mary Magdalene was a prostitute before she became like a follower of Jesus. And, and you know, the other disciples, it's like, why, why her to see him and to be the one to relay the message? And, you know, it's because just like her, we are all sinners, but yet he wants us to be the messengers. He wants us to go to our friends and to our family and tell the good news. You know, she tells him, she, he tells her to go tell the disciples of what she has seen. And I think it's a beautiful message of him speaking to us directly. Go tell your friends on what you have known, what you have seen and what you believe, you know, like, I don't know. I think that's just such a beautiful takeaway as well as another takeaway that I really saw in this passage that's really interesting. It, you know, it's really when you start to read it that you start to see details of it that start to make more sense. And one of those things is when the disciple and Simon Peter are running, and it says that the other disciple made it to the tomb first, but he didn't go in. And then Simon Peter comes running and goes directly in. And it almost to me, like, why would they... Why does that even need to be a detail? And I think it's because it shows faith. It shows that Simon Peter went indirectly without hesitating, without doubt. He believed and he went running right into the tomb. And it says that then the other disciple who came to the tomb first, he finally went in also. And he saw and believed. So it almost was like he couldn't believe that Jesus rose from the dead. He didn't have that faith until he saw it with his own eyes. And I think it's a it's a really good picture of us needing to be Simon Peter and not the other disciple. Because faith is, you know, things of think believing in things of unseen. We need to be like Simon Peter and not like the disciple who needs to see it for ourselves. Because um, it goes on to, I'm going to keep going because I'm going to bring that all full circle, but it's just really, it's just really cool to see all of these different passages have other meanings and other messages within them. And so on verse 19, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And that's meaning like if we don't forgive others... Your Father God in heaven will not forgive you because forgiveness is such a very, very important thing that we need to do to cleanse our hearts, to truly believe and have faith in God. Um, verse 24, now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace to you. 
Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Here's the kicker. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So there you go. It comes full circle of he's trying to show the picture of the two disciples, the one not going into the tomb, but Simon Peter running right in as an act of faith. And he's saying, blessed are those who have not seen, but yet believe. And so how cool it comes back again with Thomas. Thomas is like, you know what? I'm not going to believe that Jesus rose from the dead until I see him with my own eyes. And so Jesus shows up and he's like, Thomas, Hey, because you've seen me, you've now believed, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet they believe. And that's you and me, you know, we haven't seen him with our own eyes. Or if you have, that is amazing. Um, But, you know, I just really, really love that. So I'm going to finish it up with um, verse 30. And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. So there you go. Believing in Jesus gives us life. It gives us peace. He is the Prince of Peace. I mean, dwell on that for a little bit because peace is something we all need in this life right now. So much peace. You know, it's something I have to like ask, you know, like pray about every single day because, you know, every day can be overwhelming or I can get caught up in my day-to-day and my to-do list and motherhood and business owning and designing (laughs) and podcasting and all the things. But, you know, he brings peace because when we believe in him, he is our comfort. He, we can turn to him. We know that he is the father. He comes from the father that no matter what we do or what our life brings, he wants to bring peace to us. That's why I also love this entire chapter because every time he enters a room or anytime he sees someone, he says, peace to you. Peace be with you. How cool. I just love that. He's breathing peace all over you right now. (laughs) Um, This is also the first time we see that the Holy Spirit is given to his disciples. So the Holy Spirit hasn't yet come until Jesus ascends into heaven. And that is where all of the believers can now be filled with the Holy Spirit. I just, I, I, I think I need to talk about the Holy Spirit on a whole other level in coming series, but... I just, it's the greatest gift of all, you know, Jesus is the greatest gift and so is the Holy Spirit because of Jesus's sacrifice and because of his life and because of his resurrection, we now have the Holy Spirit, which is truly Jesus in us, God guiding us, God speaking to us, God healing us. And it's just that, that is why today is so special. That is why Easter is so special because It was a three-day event of God giving his people their lives back. Seriously, it's a message that we don't have to live in our sin anymore. I mentioned in the other episode before, like, we don't have to sit in our guilt, our shame. We don't have to sit in our past. We don't have to sit in our hurt, our heartache, our pain. 
We do not have to sit in any of that when we turn to Jesus, when we allow him in to our heart. He's the Prince of Peace. He grants peace over you, over your situation, over your struggle. And that is through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit washes over you and grants you peace, peace of mind, peace of body, peace of spirit, peace in your home, peace in your environment, in your city, in your country, in your nation, peace in the world. He brings peace to us. I just highly recommend reading this chapter for yourself to kind of find those little nuances that really speak to you. For me, it was, you know, really showing, um, walking by faith and what that means and Blessed are those who do walk by faith and who believe without seeing or needing to be shown. You know, there's a lot of skepticism in the world, a lot of cynicism. And, you know, I feel like a lot of us, it's like, oh, we just, we're result based. You know, we need to see the results for ourselves to truly believe that something is true. And in the previous episode, I talked about Jesus being the truth. So if he is the truth, the way and the life, and if we walk in that path and we walk believing in him, then we will only find peace. You know, if you do the equation, right? If you believe that someone is constantly next to you, that you have comfort in that, that you can turn to in all of your darkest hours, there's peace in that. There's peace knowing that he is with us. He is for us. And and seeing, you know, we really just need to believe without seeing, without having to see, without demanding it. There are so many times in my life I could have stopped believing. I could have just been like, oh, it's been a year and I haven't seen any results. So I guess I'm just going to give up on God. (laughs) But I didn't give up because I had a strong faith and I believed that what he says will come to pass. That what I what I read in the Bible and what I I believe God wants for my life, it will come to pass. And, you know, his timing isn't always our timing. That's for sure. And it's, it's stretches, it stretches us a lot of times, you know, it stretches us to wait on a breakthrough, wait on something good to happen, but he is still there and he will give you peace in your, in your pain. And he will bring you peace when you are just doing all the things right. (laughs) You know, he will bring you peace in your faith and peace in your pain. So I just recommend you, I just highly recommend reading this over and and dwelling and resting in God today and and taking time to meditate on it, on what Easter means to you, on what Jesus means to you. And if that has changed as you've learned more about him, if you can feel him, you know, if you have opened the door of your heart to let him in, the moment you do that, your life will never be the same. Never be the same. There's peace. When you let him into your heart, there's joy when you let him into your heart. You know, we, as, as believers, you know, we, we, we live in this world, but we're not of this world. There's a God who loves us and who wants good for us. That's why he sent his son. He sent his son, Jesus, for us, for you and for me. And he brought the Holy Spirit so that we could live with him all around us, surrounding us, protecting us, guiding us. Man, it's just such a beautiful thing to live in, to live in that peace, especially that peace of mind, you know, especially in the world today and 
I feel like stress and anxiety and worry and fear, those are not from God. Jesus does, didn't walk into his disciples or see Mary and be like, oh, be afraid. You know, he says, no, peace to you. Do not be afraid. <laughs> it's the devil who wants you to be afraid because it, you know, it goes against anything that God wants for you. And the more we set our mind to Jesus and the more we set our mind onto God and seeking that path for our lives, the less fear you will have, the less worry, the less stress. I really, I really want that for you. I really hope that if anything from this Jesus is series, that you can learn more about the man, Jesus, but also just who God is and, and how much he loves you, how much he loves you. He loves you so very much. He loves you in your sin. He loves you in your triumphs. He loves you in your pain. He loves you all over the place. He loves you in your past, your future, and your present. He loves you. There's no getting around that. Stop telling yourself that you aren't loved that you don't deserve love, that you aren't worthy. Because I'm telling you right now, you are so worthy right now. He loves you. You are a child of God. You are his son and his daughter. And he wants you to believe in the gift that he gave you, which is Jesus and the sacrifice that he made so that we could be saved. Yes, we are going to sin because we are human, but we can be saved by repentance and God's grace through Jesus. Amen, right? I love just saying that over and over again because it's a great reminder of God loves us, you know? So I'm just going to leave you with that today. (laughs) I just really hope that, you know, wherever you are, if you're with family or if you're not, just know that you are loved and he loves you. And, you know, if you're feeling like you want to let him into your heart right now, then just pray this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I ask for forgiveness of my sins, Lord God. I pray that you send your presence down upon me right now. I pray, Father, for your forgiveness over my sins. I repent of all that I have done, and I give my life to you. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, that you sent your Son down to die on the cross for my sins. I need you, Lord, today. I pray... Father, for your guidance and your love, help me to start doing things your way to trust you. I invite you into my life right now. I open the doors of my heart and I accept you, Jesus, into my heart right now. Fill this emptiness inside of me. Bring me life and joy and peace. Holy Spirit, make me whole. Help me to understand your grace, your love, your mercy, and your peace. And help me to live my life for you. I lay it all down and I surrender this to you right now. Thank you, Jesus, for all you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. I just pray that you feel his presence today and always. And um, as always, come back for more. I am here if you need me. Feel free to email me at hello at DesireeSigfried.com or follow me and message me over on Instagram at Heart of Purpose Podcast. And I just love you guys. Have a beautiful, beautiful Easter Sunday. Bye.